0: Okay, good evening everyone, brucham aboyim. Welcome everyone, thank you for coming. We'd like to welcome all of our Torah Anytime viewers. Just briefly, I, would like, I was asked to mention that this coming Tisha B'Av, uh, TorahAnytime.com is launching a new Tisha B'Av program that's going to be streaming live on Tisha B'Av. So, if anyone's not able to make it to shul, they could take a look at the programs on that, on that uh, website. It's always good to come out on a Wednesday night, but especially on a legal holiday. <laughs> the Chida tells us on the Pasuk in Tehillim, it says, Ki ekach mo'yed, ani meisharim b'nei adam. Very interesting Pasuk. Ki ekach mo'yed, when I take a holiday, ani meisharim b'nei adam, then I'm able to judge people. And the Chida points out, that while we're always obligated that to make sure that our main priority in life is, is toira. nevertheless, when it comes to certain days of the year, Yibbani Shalom will say, Rabid, what happened? How come you didn't spend your time learning? So during the rest of the year, a person perhaps could excuse himself by saying, I was busy, I had to make a living, had to pay the bills, so forth. But then the says, but what did you do on July 4th? Well, you were off. You had nothing better to do. You had a whole day, hours and hours and hours. So if a person's not going to have an excuse for July 4th, then not only is the going to judge a person for July 4th, then the Rav judges a person for the entire year. Says the Chida, The Rav says, I will look at the days off you had, and then... Then I'll be able to judge you, but at least if a person comes to learn on the legal holidays, at least a little bit, there's some so there's some excuse for the rest of the days. Okay. This evening we're going to examine a unique phenomenon in Jewish history, which we see and we find only with the Jewish people, and that is if we were to analyze the histories of the nations of the world, you know, we would plug them into the machine. And we would see, you know, the, uh, the chart, the peaks and the valleys. So most of the nations of the world, you know, you plug them into the EKG, most of the nations of the world would be basically flat. Sometimes they're more successful, sometimes they're less successful, but basically they have a certain stability. However, if we were to plug the Jewish people into this machine, it would come out a lot differently than any of the nations of the world. You would see unparalleled peaks. Times of unparalleled success for the Jewish people. Financial success, economic success, social success, political success. Times when we've reached the top, top, the highest possible level any nation could reach. And other times, unfortunately, we've experienced the worst tragedies, the worst catastrophes, the the lowest of the low. We've fallen rock-bottom Rama, Why is that? Why is that? Why is the history of Klal Yisrael so full of unparalleled success and then terrible disaster? How do we explain that? How do we explain this phenomenon? And in fact, the Gemara ready Masech the Megillah points out that the Jewish people are compared to two different items. Number one, we are compared to the dust. And on the other hand, we're compared to the stars. When Haman comes home and tells his wife Zeresh and the Chachamim about what's happening with him and Mordechai, so what does Zeresh say to Haman? If Mordechai is a descendant of the Jews, that you've begun to fall before him, you will not prevail. Why? You will surely fall before him. And the Gemara Megillah is Medayik. The Gemara infers, what are these two nephilis? What are these two fallings? Kinnafail, Tipail. Says the Gemara Megillah, if you look at number one. <clears throat> shte nephilis halalulama. What are these two fallings referring to? Says the Gemara. Umazu Afar, afar, umeshula This nation is compared to the dust. Compared to the stars. When they fall, they fall rock bottom. And when they rise, they rise to the stars. So this is not just a phenomenon that we observe. This is a phenomenon that the Gemara tells us the Jewish people are destined to face. We are destined either to reach rock bottom or to reach the highest peaks. We're compared to the dust we're compared to the stars. Why is that? Why is that the, the pattern of history that Kalah Yisrael follows? And we find elsewhere. The Gemara Ksubis tells us, that Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Zakai says, ash Israel, Yisrael, the Jewish people are fortunate, because when they do the will of Hashem, no nation can have any dominion over them. And when we don't do the will of Hashem, then not only will we be delivered in the hands of the lowest of the low... Not only will, will we be delivered in the hands of the worst enemy, the animals of the worst enemy will have dominion over us. That's the fate of the Jewish people. Either we're on top of the worlds, we're walking in the clouds, or everyone's stepping all over us. How do we understand that? Why? Why? Why is that the pattern of our history? So we turn to a few very difficult sukkim in this week's parsha. <clears throat> After Balak summons Bilam, and Bilam's ready, he's standing there on the mountain, he's overlooking the Jewish people, he sees the, the majesty of Klai Yisrael, the Pasuk tells us, Balak, you know where you summoned me from? You summoned me from Aram. And you told me, L'cha'ara li Yaakov, Go curse the Jewish people. U'lcha'zayama Yisrael, Go direct your anger toward Yisrael. And the first question we need to ask is, Why in the world is Bilam telling Balak, By the way, you know where you got me from? You got me from Aram. No kidding. Balak knew exactly where he got him from. Balak had to pay big bucks to, to, to hire Bilam. He went there he sent his messengers, and he got Bilam. We don't think Bullock knew where Billum got, you know, right? You sign a free agent, right? You pay him a lot of money, and you say, You know where I just got you from? I took you off this team. Really? No kidding, right? Obviously. That's, it's not. A, why in the world is Bilam introducing his drasha by saying, "Bullock, you know where you got me from? You got me from Aram. Of course you got him from Aram. And, and if this is important. And let's say he would have got him from Brooklyn and would have made a difference. Well, who cares where he got him from? And then he says like this. He says, How could I curse what God isn't cursing? How could I get angry at what Hashem's not getting angry at? <clears throat> and then he says the following. I see him from the top of the rocks. I see them from the hills. So think carefully. What is this referring to? Rashi points out, and it's quoted in number 16, Billam was making reference to the origins of the Jewish people. What did he mean, Kimerosh, Surum Aranu? Billam says, I look and I seek out and I investigate the origins of the Jewish people. What are the origins of the Jewish people? The other Ishaqadag. Avraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov And I see they are standing on firm ground. They are standing on, what's the Latin expression? Right? Firm earth. Terra? Terra, firma. Terra firma. They're situated. They're standing right in our shear in the morning. We like we have to quote a Latin phrase at least once a day, right? <laughs> We're standing on firm ground. They're, they're chazak. They are firmly implanted. Why? Because they're based on their avais. Abraham, Yitzhak and Yaakov. And they're standing on their imahis. Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah. So now we turn to a most wondrous sefer called. The drashos of the Nachlas David. The Nachlas David was Rav David Tevel. Rav David Tevel was the Talmud Muvak of Rav Chaim Velazhiner. Rav Chaim Velazhiner, of course, was the primary disciple of the Vilna Gaon, And Rav David Tevel was one of the Talmudim Muvahakim, one of the main Talmudim of Rav Chaim Velazhiner. From the time that he was 15 years old, he was a student in the Velazhiner Yeshiva. And this is a piece that was made well known by a great rabbi, Rabbi Isaac Bernstein. This is a piece that he came across and he made popular. And we're going to delve into this piece and elaborate on it. And what the the Nachas David points out over here is that why is it, in Pasuk Tes, look what Bilam is saying. He refers to the strength of the Avais HaKtoisheh. He refers to the strength of the Imahis. But yet he uses a slightly different terminology when referring to the Avais than when he refers to the Imahis. When he refers to the tzurim, the tzurim are refer are uh, the avais. He says ki me reish I see the heads of the avais. When he refers to the imahais, which refer which are called Gevais, the hills, he doesn't use the description me roish Again, when he refers to the tzurim, ki reish arenu. When he's looking at the avais HaKtaishim, for some reason, he's only looking at the heads of them. Maybe only Avraham Avinu. But when he looks at the Imai's, Umigva'is Ashurenu, he sees all the Imai's. Why is that? Why when it comes to the Avai's Hakdo'ishem, it's Kime Reisht Surim Arenu. And when it comes to the Imai's, he refers to all of them. Umigva'is Ashurenu. That's question number two. He see only one of them, or just see the head? I don't know. You tell me. What does it mean? What is Dilam trying to say when he says Kime Reisht Surim The heads only their heads when he sees the it's like he looks at Mount Rushmore he only sees the heads and but the Yemais he sees the whole what, what, is that, what is that talking about? and then Bilaam continues and he says you know why I can't curse them I can't curse them because they don't mingle with the Gayim. they don't mingle with the Gayim. who cares what does that got to do with anything? they don't mingle with the Gayim. but there's a Halacha you can't curse If they mingle with the guy, I mean, what's that got to do with anything? And then Bilaam says, Who could count the dust of Yaakov? What's that talking about? What dust? What, the dust in their shoes? You know, and they they come home after a long day of work. What dust? Whoa! And who's counting the dust? Who would want to count the dust? And why is he calling us dust? And why is the fact that we're dust the reason that he he can't curse us? So the whole Indian of these Psukim. First of all, why Bilam introduces his drasha by saying, I come from Aram. Yeah, right? Who, who really cares? What does that got to do with anything? Number two, why Bilam says, I see the heads of the avos"? Okay, very nice. And what's the point of Agoyim, says the Nachlas David of David Tevel in his drashas, Hadvarim, Hema, Alume, Hakavana, all of these things, We'll say it in French. Don't make any sense, right? It doesn't make any sense. Ein chesyonam nifratz. We can't understand it. <clears throat> okay. So the Nachas David begins his approach to understand the whole union of Bilaam coming to curse Kali Yisrael with the Gemara and brachas. Right? We're gonna take a, give you a little test. Ready? How many fathers did we have? Right? How many fathers? Three. Right? Even though, even though there are four fathers, we had three, three fathers. Who are they? Very good. Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. Says the Gemara, are we allowed to call anyone else an Av? You know, let's say I wake up one morning and I'm in the mood of saying, you know, Levi was also one of the others. Am I allowed to do that? No. Let's say I say, I want to call Moshe an Av. You know, I like him. Moses, you know, he was a nice, he took us out of Egypt. I want to call him an Av. You know, he gave us that manna bread, you know, what you could think, you could imagine, tastes like, I want to call him a father, you know? Are you allowed to call Maisha a father? No. you allowed to call Shalai my father? No. Only three. <laughs> Says the Gemara and Brachas Taner Ain, Ein, Kairin, Avais lishleisha. You can only call three individuals ice. How about Imahois? V'ein, Kairin, Imahis, Elele, Arba. You can only call four Imais. Sarah let's say somebody says you know what Chana I like the name Chana Chana you know I, I like that story I want to call her a mother also no we don't let them you're not allowed to ok that doesn't matter no no, Devorah. all these great Jewish women they're not Imahis they're not Imahis no they can't call them Imahis either can't call them Imahis ok that's a good one but you can't call them imahes. Ah. says the Gemara why 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 can't you call anyone else an Av? My Taima. In other words, why can't we call Ruvain an Av, Shimon an, an Av, Levi an Av? Why not? Well, we have something against Zavulan. Says the Gemara, Oh, maybe the reason you can't call Zavulan an Av is, What do you mean he's an Av? We don't know he comes from Zavulan. So you're going to call him a father? It says If the reason why we can't call the Shvatim Avais is because we don't know which one we come from, if so, don't tell me the reason we can't call Levi because we, can't, we don't really know which one we come from, because we don't know if we come from Rachel or if we come from Leah. Why do we only call three people Avais? Adhacha Hashivi Tfei loy chashivi. Avraham was chashav. Right? If you know if uh, if Avraham was going, you know, on a shidduch and, and and they called up, the Mashkiach called up about Avraham, he would be able to say, yeah, Abraham was very chashiv. Right? He's a chashiv again. Yitzchak was chashav. Yaakov was chashav. After that. They weren't really as chashev. That's what the Gemara says. They, they didn't, they were very, they were great people, they are kashkizm, but compared to Avram Yitzhak, and Yaakov, they didn't reach quite that level. <clears throat> and therefore, Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, are. others, after them, they don't, they don't meet the bar. <clears throat> uh, Yosef. So Yosef, we once had a whole shir from uh, the Pachat Yitzhak, that Yosef was what we call an av, and ben, And that's why Yosef is mentioned both in Sefer Bereshus and the beginning of Shemais. Rabbi Yisrael Kutner says that's why at the end of Bereshus it ends with the death of Yosef and the beginning of Shemais begins with the death of Yosef because Yosef bridged the gap between the Avos and, and the Shvatim, and the Banim. The Ramban says that Sefer Bereshus is the book of the Avos, Sefer Shemais is the book of the Banim. And Yosef is mentioned in both because he was both an Av and Aben. And we explain that's how we, we understand the passing and Tehillim the Ne'ayakov, the Sela. We once spoke about that by Shalosh Shalos. But in general, we're only allowed to call three of us: Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. As the Nachlas David. The Gemara is only explaining why we can't call Avais people after Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Why can't we call Avais people before Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov? Maybe shame. Why can't we call shame an Av? Shame was a very holy guy, right? Shame, what did Shame do for a living? He's a Rosh Shiva. He's a Rosh Shiva. He sat and learned. Where Yaakov Avinu, where did he go to learn? Right? He didn't go to Brisk. He went to Yeshiva Shema Eva. He was a big Shame was a big Russia Shiva. Mr. Shalach. Mr. Shalach lived more than 900 years. He had that's called Arichas Yamim, right? He, he lived a long time. He can why can't he be an Av? What, the Gemara is only addressing why the people after Avram Yisuke, and Yaakov are not Avais. The Gemara is not even entertaining the possibility that great people... Why can't Adam... He's not an Av. Right? The Arachai By the way, tonight is the yard site of the Arachai His chusa yagen aleinu. The Arachai says that the Neshamas of all... all of mankind were in Adam HaRishon. So, right? He was considered the great tree. What's this Jew? So why can't Avraham Rishon be a father? Avram a Jew? Yeah, first Who says? Why can't Noach be a father? right? We say in the davening Rosh Hashanah, Es Yeshua Verachamim, Zaroi Hayoim, Lo Tizkar. So why can't Noach be a father? What's wrong? So somebody said he's not. He's a Zeda. He's not a father. But why can't he? Why can't he be a father? Why can't he be a father? Says the Nachlas David An awesome idea What is a, def- a father? How do we find How do we define the concept father? A father is one Who in him Is the koyach of the son And the grandson And the great grandson Ad soif Kohadaris. In other words this. Remember when kayan killed Hevel What does Hashem say to kayan Kol demei achicha Sayak meilai the voice of the bloods of your brother. Why bloods? How many... A yeah, person has dam. Why dame? Says the of the dam zarisav. In other words, a father contains in him, not just him. You look at a father. In the father is the son. His physical makeup, right? Right? The father is moirish kayach to the son. The father gives the son his physical makeup, his spiritual DNA. A father is the one who... Allows the Son to exist. But it's not just when the Son is here, we say the Father created him. Even before the Son comes to the scene, the Son, the grandson, the great grandson are all nichlal in the Father. However, we find that Avraham Avinu was not supposed to have any continuity whatsoever. Avraham Avinu looks in the stars. And he says, Hashem, what is this business you're telling me that I'm going to have children, grandchildren, -grandchildren?" great-grandchildren? Uh-uh. I look in the stars, and I see the star, the constellations that represent the nations of the world, the stars that represent Greece, Rome, Persia, and all the great empires. And they all have their source in the mazalos, in the stars. That means naturally they have existence. They have a source of nourishment in the physical world. But I, Avraham says, I look in the stars and you know what the stars say about me and my people? They say about me and my people that we should not exist. You know why? Because there is no luminary that directly corresponds to me and my people. Which means if, we, if Av- Avram Avino was able to look with the best telescopes and NASA technology and understand astrology, I'll pee, Amirahim and Alpid, the Gemara, the natural setup of the heavenly bodies was that there should be no Avraham and no Jewish people. Because as we see, Avraham naturally was an Akar. He was not physically capable of having children. He was impotent, says the Gemara, even he was a tumtum. Sarah was not just an Akara. Sarah was not just incapable Sarah was an islandist, says the Gemara Nyevamesh. She did not even have a uterus. Rivka, Rachel, Leah were by nature akarais. And therefore, naturally, there should be no Klai And therefore, if we were to look in Noach and say, Noach, what is included in you? We would say, Noyach and his son and the second generation and the third generation and the fourth generation, and the fifth up till Avraham. That's it. If you were to look in the physical makeup of Noach, the spiritual makeup of Noach included in Noach was only until Avraham and that's it. Why? Because Avraham was not supposed to have any physical continuity by the laws of nature. And even more than that, the Yitzhak Isaac Clover points out in the Sefer Ein Mazel Yisrael that Besides the fact that Avraham was not supposed to have any continuity, Avraham himself, by nature, should have left this world in the middle of his career. When? When he was thrown into Orkazim, he was thrown into the fire. Avraham Avinu was thrown into the fire. Naturally, that should have been the end of him. And therefore, if we would examine, through proper lenses, what was included in Adam Harishon, what was included in Nayach? Included in them was all the generations up until Abraham Avinu, and that's it. But they did not include the children of Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Levi, Kahas, Amram, all the generations of Chai Yisrael. They did not include me and you. In other words, while we may physically be able to trace biologically our lineage back to Naath and back to Adam, they are not our father. Because God did not include in them us. The plan was they would have children grandchildren until Abraham. But then something changed. What happened in the times of Avraham? Hashem says to Avraham, You're right, Avraham. Naturally, you should have no continuity whatsoever. Naturally, there is no star, no constellation that corresponds to you. But what I'm going to do is, like the Navi says in Yeshaya, Ani Hashem Barasi Avraham. I will create Avraham Avinu. Avraham was created anew. Who was Avraham's father? Yeah. By uh, spiritually, you <laughs> better right? No, no, no immaculate conception of it, right? We only believe in immaculate reception. No <laughs> immaculate conception. This we're not talking about the biology of Abraham. We're talking about the spiritual genetics of Abraham. There is no connection between Abraham and Terah. And now we understand. The last pasuk in Parashat Noah is. Vayomoth Terach Terach died. Then Hashem says, So Rashi's bothered, what do you mean Terach died? Terach didn't die yet. Terach is still alive. Terach didn't die until many, many years after Avraham left. So Rashi says, well, we don't want people to know that Terach didn't die yet because it would look bad for Avraham that he just, you know, left home. He left his old elderly father. So we wrote in the Khumish Terach died, even though he didn't. That's what Rashi says. What does that really mean? What that means is, and this is the way the Hafla explains it, and this is the way the Miral explains it, that conceptually, once God speaks to Avraham Avinu and selects Avraham Avinu, and Abraham emerges from Orkazim, Terach is as good as dead. There is no connection between Avraham and Terach. Terach's career in relation to Avraham is, he's over with. He's kaput. He's, it's ke'ilu, he's a mace. Why? Because once Avraham emerges from Orkazim, and he's being recreated, that's what it says. <laughs> once Avraham comes out of that fire, and is created anew, it's like he doesn't have a father now. He's not related to Terach, he's not related to Naach, he's not related to, uh, to, Av- to Adam. He's a new being, it's as if Terach is dead. That's the meaning of Rashi. And in fact, the Hafla explains, does anybody know in the certain editions of Seferi Torah, there is a very special letter that appears by the words Vayamas Tarach Bechara there is an upside down Nun in the Seferi Taira Seferi Torah Tair don't have it but Rashi Sefer Torah had it there is an upside down Nun and Rashi explains why because until Avraham came to the world there was great anger in the world Avraham <laughs> comes to the world and he changes that Hafla explains, we've already we've said a number of times, the Nun by and Sayah HaAroin represents what? The Nun, the 50th gate of kedusha. Basically what the Hafla explains is that until Avraham of Inu, the world was on the 50th level of Tumah it had sunk to bottom, 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 whereupon Avraham comes and he turns it over. He starts to turn the page from the 50th level of Tumah, he is now moving Kla Yisrael up to the 50 levels of kedusha, but Abraham and Terach biologically have I have a connection, but as a spiritual heir, Abraham has no relation with Terach. Terach is as good as dead, and therefore, when we talk about who our avos are, Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Tarach? Shem, Noach, Adam, nice people, not nothing to do with us. They're not related to us. We have no commonality with them. We have no relation to them. We have no connection to them. Not even Nayach. Not even shame. Not Terach. Nobody. We only have three of us. Avraham, Yitzchak, and Ah. Therefore, says the Nachlas David, if that's the case, Balak understood that if he's going to undermine the Jewish people, you know, it's like you're cutting down a tree. What are you going to do? You want to cut down a tree. So you take your chainsaw and you chop it in half. Not going to work. The tree's going to regenerate. So what do you got to do? You got to uproot. You got to uproot. So Balak understands, in order to affect Klai Yisrael, he needs to get to our roots. He needs to get to our shoyresh. <coughs> he needs to get to the core of Klai so where we come from. And that is the Avais HaKadosh. Says the Nachlas David. You know, a wise man once said, No one can hurt like a brother. No one can kill like a spouse. Right? You ever hear that? No one... Those closest to you can hurt you more than anyone else. That's the way it is. Right? So a brother could hurt you a lot more than a stranger. That's the way it goes. The closer someone is to you, the more ability they have to hurt you. Whether it's in the physical world, socially, emotionally, and in the spiritual world as well. Says Anachas David. That means Balak understands that if he's going somehow to affect the Jewish people, he has to do it through someone who's related to them, connected to them, someone who comes from the same areas of the world that they come from. And therefore, Balak goes to our place of origin. Where, does, where did Avraham Avinu come from? Padan. Aram Where did Sarah come from? Padan Aram Where did Rivka come from? Padan Aram Where did Rachel come from? Padan Aram Where did Leah come from? Padan Aram And therefore Balak says I know exactly where I'm going I'm going to Aram There is the only location Where I could find someone Who could get to their core And therefore He selects none other than Bilam, Min Aram yan Bala. He has to, in order to affect the Jewish people, he has to get to our core, and that is why throughout the parsha, every single thing Bilam does is to counteract the koyach of Avraham Avinu. What does Bilam do? He wakes up early in the morning, he saddles his own donkey, Hashem said, not so fast, Avraham already beat you to it. Avraham well what is this there was a competition between Bilaam and Balak who could wake up earlier in the morning to start the donkey no this is the battle B- Balak is trying Bilaam is trying to undermine the very roots the shayrash of Klaisos. so Bilaam feels, I gotta wake up early in the morning undermine Avram and Hashem says no Avram already did it don't, don't, don't worry how many mizbechos does Bilaam build seven. seven and he makes a big point of it he says As shivas ha are harachti says, Rashi, he doesn't say Shivas Mizbechos, but he says, Shivas HaMizbech, the altars. Why the altars? Billam says to Hashem Hashem, look at these guys. Their avos in total only built seven altars. Abraham built four. Yitzchak built one. Yaakov built two. And I, on my own, I am able to counteract them through my seven. What is this? This is like, uh, it's like, you know, ping-pong. You You Seven here, seven there. Well, what's the battle? The battle is, in order to undermine Klai Yisrael, Bilaam needs to get to the roots. And that is why you find, you know, Bilaam's traveling to, to attack Klai Yisrael. So the first time, it says, you know, he's going on the road and one side, there's a wall and the other side is open. And then the second time he's going, excuse me, the first time, it's open on both sides. He could veer to the right, veer to the left. The second time, he's going, on one side, there's a wall, he's able to uh, No, turn to the other side. And then the third time, he's boxed in on all two sides. Says Rashi, yeah, God is showing him about the Avais. What if the Avais got to do with walls? So the Sifse Chachamim explains, what Hashem was showing Balak was, you want to attack Avraham? You have two ways to go. You could get them from the angle of Yishmael. You could get them from the angle of the Bnei Keturah. You want to attack Yitzchak? That's why the first time it was open on both sides. Says the Tsevseh Chachamim. You want to attack Yitzchak? You have one angle, Asaf, but you want to attack Yaakov Avinu. Mitasa shlema, There's no room to attack. That's what Yaakov Avinu was b'chir Shabbat. He sealed the deal. He made us impenetrable. Right, but this was the Mahalach of Bilam. Bilam was coming from his connection, his deep-seated connection, connection. The fact that he came from the same city as us. He was related to us, especially according to what we learned last year. That who was Bilam? Bilam was none other than Lavan Hoarami, as the Tagm Yonason Ben Uziel says in number nine. This shadar is Gedin Lavas Lavan Arami. Who Bilam? Right. So somebody asked, "What Bilam lived five hundred years? Five hundred, right? From Lavan's time, right? He had a lot of fish oil, so he lived <laughs> a very long time, right? Bilam was Lavan." By the way, Medish Hanchum also says Bilaam was Lavan. That's what it means. Bikesh Lavan, Laker, When did he want to destroy everything? Bilam, Same person. Gilgal or actual? It's a big discussion. But there are those who say actual. Some say he was his son. Some say he was his grandson. Some say grand, great-grandson. Some say it was him. And some say Gilgal. Different opinions. Look in the many Hayada. Different opinions. But, in any event, if we say that Bilam was Lavan... Lavan is our zeda. Lavan is our, we all come from Lavan, right, all of it, every single person in this room can trace back their lineage to Lavan, note that, right, either you come from Rachel or Leah, right, or Billah or Zilpah, right, <laughs> but we all come from Lavan, in fact, the Mashah <laughs> and the Sekhta Megillah, you know, when you're Maver Sejah, you do, you do the Khumish twice and you do Onkelis one time. Now, Unclus was not the one who innovated. Onkelos, the Gemara says in Megillah, Onkelos is from Harsinai. So, if it's from Harsinai, why is it written in Lushan Aramis, Aramaic? The Marsha says Aramaic. That's our ancestral language from the Zayde Lavan. We always spoke Aramaic. The Marsha says in the Sechta Megillah. That's the first language we spoke, right? When Yaakov Avinu was out working and learning, and right, and our Imahis were raising us in Lavan's house. What you th- which language do you think we heard from our the lavan Aramis. That's why Aramis is the native language of the Jewish people. So if we say Bilam is Lavan, and L- Lavan is our relative, so Lavan and Bilam are the perfect candidate to be the ones to curse Kla Yisrael, and therefore Bilam begins his public address: Min Aram Yam Balak. Before I start, let me tell you what my credentials are. My credentials are, I'm from Aram, and I'm the best candidate. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. Even though, I look at their Avais, and I see the Roish of the Avis. Who's the Roish of the Avais? Avraham. He comes from Aram. Now, Yitzchak doesn't come from Aram. He's, he's born in Eretz Yisrael. Yaakov doesn't come from Aram He's one of itself But when I look at the Tzurim I see Ki roish Tzurim Areno Their first one comes from Aram And when it comes to the imais, Umi All the imais come from Aram And really I should be The best candidate to curse Kalah Yisrael But you know why I can't do it Uva, lo Because I'm not related to them I'm not related to the Kalah Yisrael You know why I'm not related to them because Avraham Avinu physically should not exist. There is no mazel corresponding to Avraham Avinu. Avraham Avinu should have been long gone in the fire. He has no physical existence. And I would like to add, that is why the next words of the Pasuk are, Mimana Afar Yaakov. Who could count the dust of Yaakov? Why Afar? Avraham Avinu says, "Anoichi I should have been Afar. Right? I should be been Afar through the Akedah excuse me through the Orkazdim in other words what Bilam is saying because Klai saw is Nimshallah Afar which means we have no physical existence I'm not related to them anymore I may be their physical grandfather I may have a common physical DNA but I'm not their Af not only am I not their Af I am not related to them The Kla Yisrael has no relations to the Umayyadah. While the world would like to say we're all brothers, we're all sisters, we're all family, it's not true. We're not family. We're not brothers. We're not sisters. We and the Umayyadah share nothing in common. We're not cousins. We're not second cousins. We're not related. We have nothing in common with them. About the Israeli, especially yeah, Kibiyitzchak Zara. Only Yitzchak is considered the. The seed of Avraham Avinu. And therefore the Nachas David says, While Bilam is saying, That really I should have been the best candidate for the job. And Kimei roish turem I see Avraham is from Aram. And I see Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, Lear from Aram. Nevertheless, We're not related. We have no connection. So let's, let's understand that a little bit. Hashem says to Avraham Avinu, <coughs> Hashem says, Abraham, you think that by looking in the stars, you don't see that you have any source in the constellations, right? There's a concept that everything in this world, God controls, look in the Derech Hashem, and the Ramchal, everything is orchestrated through the movements of the heavens, and there is no constellation or heavenly body corresponding to Klai which means if we were to look into the heavens and ascertain... What does nature have to say about f- our future as a people? Right? Let's say we were to look into the heavens and understand the meaning. What do the constellations have to say about our future? They say we should be annihilated. They say we should not exist. There is no physical constellation corresponding to us. But Hashem tells Abraham, say may it Dagmina Forget about it. Forget about that. Hashem took him He took him above the stars And he said The Jews are not affected by this system Okay So then What light, what luminary Are we connected to then? If we have no Corresponding force in nature Then what force Are we connected to? Says Rabbi Yitzhak Isaac Chavar Rabbi Yitzhak Isaac Chavar was of the, the Gaon, And he brings out many of the much of the Jewish thought, much of the Machshavah, the Vilna Gaon, And Rabbi Yitzhak Isaac Chover says, every nation has to have its source in some ma'ar, in some luminary. What is our source? Our source is Kiner, Mitzvah, the Taira, Ayah. Our luminary, our great body of light, is the Taira, which means like this. Naturally, we have no existence whatsoever. If we connect to the Taira Mitzvah, then we are connecting to the greatest source of strength. And then Klaus was able to rise above all the Umayyisa'ilam and experience unparalleled success financially, economically, socially, politically, because we are rooted in the highest source. But when we disconnect from the Torah and we have no source in the Torah, then what do you think is going to happen? We have no source in nature. Then what happens is. The absolute annihilation, chas v'shalim, of the Jewish people. That is the pattern of history. We connect to the Torah, we're successful. We don't connect to the Torah, we can't. Not that we can't be successful. Not that we're going to, you know, barely make it. Not that things are going to be difficult and hard. We can't exist. We can't exist. We have no source in existence. That is the pattern of of Jewish history, and it says Rabbi Yitzchak is a clever. That is what the Gemara meant. What Rabbi Yechonah Ben Zakai said, Ashrechem Yisrael, Klai Yisrael is fortunate that we are connected to something other than physical phenomena. We are connected to the light of the Torah. You connect to the Torah, Einuma v'lashon Yechalim lishleit no, Nobody can have any dominion over us. They're connected to stars and the sun. We're connected to a much greater source. But when we disconnect from the Torah not only will we be below the nations of the world, we have absolutely zero existence. That is the explanation for what Zeresh understood. right? Even Haman's wife understood this. Haman's wife said, we are like the stars or we're like the dirt. What did she mean? She meant like this. Haman, just look at the direction. If you have ascendancy and you're about to trample on them, you know what that means? They're not keeping the Torah. You'll destroy them. But once they start to rise... That means they're connected to the Torah. Forget about <coughs> it. Forget about it. They're either compared to the stars or they're compared to the dirt. And that perhaps is what Billam is saying. Since, since they're not related to any other Goyim, why? Because because which means we have no physical existence. Our existence is dependent on something else entirely. And therefore, that is. The explanation for the history of Kaiso, Like the Gemara says in the Sech Subash, Back to number two. Ashreichem Yisrael. We are very fortunate. Bizman We are not connected to the Ma'zalos. We're connected to what the Rav Isaac Clover calls the Arhaganos of the Torah. That is our life. That's our luminary. You connect to the Torah we're on the top of the world. You don't? We have no existence. That is why the morale explains when Avram Avinu comes to the scene, the Torah makes a point to say Terach is dead. What do you mean Terach is dead? Terach didn't die. No. Conceptually, Terach is not in the picture. If Avram Avinu is on the scene, there is no connection to Terach. It's as if Terach has, has ceased to exist. And we'll conclude, you know, we're in the month... What? Why? Because Avram Avinu was recreated by Hashem after the after the Shanaish, as if he was never here before, a brand new creation, and his connection to his previous existence is nothing. It's nothing. He's not. He's not connected. He's not related to Tarach. It comes out, Rabbi Isai, that we always lay in Parshas Balak, in Chodesh Tammuz. Chodesh Tammuz. You know, Rosh Hashanah is far off. But when you, when you lay in Parshas Balak, you can't help but notice all of the many, many psukim that we read in Parshas Balak, that we find in Zechariahs, ice, right, in Shefar Ois, in Malchi Ois, full of psukim about, about what we lay in Rosh Hashanah, what we say in Rosh Hashanah. And in fact, Reb and Aybishitz points out the entire story of Parshas Balak takes place from Rosh Chaydesh Elal until Yom Kippur. be very interesting the Makar for Tkiyash is also is also from Balak what does Balak say? what does Bilam say? Bil- Bilam says Hashem the psukim of, of the themes of Rosh Hashanah are Mivura and parashas Balak it's interesting in the Sifrei Chasidus, they bring down you know Elol of course is the time when we begin doing Shuvah right we, we pointed out from Rav and Orbach that the word Elol comes from the Targum of Elol. What does Elol mean? Right? It says, Spy out the land of Canaan. It says the Targum, The word Elol in Targum means to spy out. Elol is a month we spy out ourselves, our personalities, our character traits. We investigate ourselves. What do you do in the month of Av? In Av, you know, the Psalms say, Av stands for Elol Ba. (laughs) <laughs> right, Av stands for Eloba how about Tamuz. as they say Zmane Tshuva Memash you know the period of Tshuva it's coming it's even though we we'd like to push it off you know we'll deal with it when we get there but nevertheless even during these summer months it has to be in our mind the approaching Yimei Hadin Elo Rosh Hashanah and so forth very interesting we say in the Tefillah and Rosh Hashanah when we refer to in Zichrinos, we say about noyach, Vegam es Noach biyahava and also noyach remembered with love, b'av tifkedeo Bifkudas, Yeshua v'rachem. And the Nachlas David wants to understand what does it mean Vegam? Vegam es Nayakh. What does the word Vegam mean? And also, in other words, like noyach is like a side point, he's a tangential. And also Nayakh, like you know, we don't really care about noyach, noyach is not really that important, but noyach also. What's this solution of Vegam and also, we don't say Vegam by any of the other 29 psukim quoted in Malchios Zechernos and Shefaris, right? Karkose, V'yachah, Karkose, V'dibek Kochecha. Shenemar, V'Nemar. and it says and it says and it says and it says. All of a sudden, by Nayach and also Nayach. Uh, like, you know, who cares about Nayach? Says in Achaz What is this with Nayach? We... This is as we've just explained. As much as we think we trace back our lineage to Nayach. We've got nothing to do with Noyach. Noyach has nothing to do with us. We are related to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and no one before. No one before. In fact, the um, Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac Chover says, you know, we pointed out from the Rakhayim HaKadosh, that all the Neshamas were included in Adam HaRishon. That is, except for the Neshamas of Kali Yisrael. They weren't in him. Because there were not supposed to be any Neshamas of Pal Yisrael. Naturally speaking, there was not supposed to be any Yisrael. Yisrael was a new creation beginning with, uh, with Avraham Avinu. And therefore, it says in Achaz David, what we're saying to the Yibbani Shalom is, even though we're not related to Terach, we're not related to Nayak, we're not related to Adam, we're not related to Shay, we're not related to Shah. But just like on Sukkis, you know, as a side point, we bring some karbonais. So, Rosh Hashanah, by the way, Hashem, on Rosh Hashanah, you also remember the Goyim for the good, so, you know, give them a, you know, throw them a bone. Give them something also, and remember us. But the goyim, the bnei are a side point. They're tangential. All they get is vegam. Yeah. But, but, uh, David Ameloff got seven years from <coughs> David <Amelach. coughs> Look. You want to <laughs> 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 Tarach begat Abraham also, right? Tarach begat Abraham. But still, we're not talking about you know the physical. Okay. There's more to it, though. There's more to it. So that's the idea. The idea is that the history of Kal Yisrael is unaffected by the laws of the universe, unaffected by the laws of nature. We have a different source. We are rooted in a different luminary. We We are rooted in a different great body of light. We are rooted in the Torah. When we connect to the source of light, when we connect to the Torah, we experience unparalleled success. When we disconnect from the Torah, we have no existence whatsoever. That is the understanding of the history of Klai And this is a lesson that Bullock did not understand. Bullock says, I'll get Bilaam from Aram. Him and Avraham, you know, they grew up together. Like, you know, like it says in the Gemara Sanhedrin, Abba, be'aba, Be, Narga, right? From the forest itself comes the handle for the axe. And that's what Chazal say, right? How do you cut down a forest? You take a tree from that very forest and you carve it into the handle of the axe. The way with, right? Like we find in the Gemara. Who destroyed Mayav? Who was Malchath's Pa pa'ase Mayav? David. Why? Because David came from Mayav. Only if you come from, only if you are rooted in that same source could you destroy them. So Balak says, Balaam's the guy for the job. He comes from Aram. They come from Aram. He's, the handle for the axe that comes from the forest itself, but the problem that he didn't understand that Balak explained to him we have no connection, we have no relation, we're not connected to the Umay Salam. They have their root, we have our root, and therefore, Ashrechem Yisrael, we are very fortunate. Have a great evening. Yes?